to Glenn and Casey's Royal Ramble, and once again, we're going to review a film of sorts. <laughs> a film. And uh, joining me as always, Casey, how are you guys? Well, I came here to podcast and chew bubblegum. Well, that a podcast. Not to buy any bubblegum. <laughs> you know, you went, while you were talking then, I'm like, well, you're chewing something. <laughs> It'd be pretty annoying, wouldn't it? You just I've like, got... on big hubba bubba bubbles. <laughs> Can you ever do that? I can. Hey. I, I could never do that with Hubba Bubba. Oh really? It's easy no. with Hubba Bubba. It's impossible with PK. Yeah, well, PK is more about the breath. It's a chew. It's but a chew. It's a chewy. And uh, let's all take a breath because uh, it's time for Rowdy Roddy Piper's first and possibly only great movie. Well, I've have never you seen? Comes to Frogtown. Um, yeah, I have. But I assume you're talking about They Live? I am talking about They Live. <coughs> John Carpenter's They Live. Of course. It's very dark out here now, so I can barely see my notes. You'll have to bear with me. I've had some wine. The mozzies are out. How's things over there, Case? Past your Prosecco and Fireball. But yeah, here it's uh, it's dark outside, but I am in the lighted indoor regions uh, of my domicile. And... Uh, <laughs> Perhaps I should pop on some sunglasses just to make sure that you're not some kind of weird alien skeletal muscular creature. You know what? I actually really like this movie. Yeah, it's great. It, it's a really good movie. And like I was saying to you earlier, John Carpenter, like Halloween, The mm. Thing, mm. Uh, Starman, eh. but seen. really, it's more of like a romantic type film he, he did some weird ones in between he did the telly movie of Elvis with Kurt Russell oh oh Kurt uh, Russell Elvis because in Tango and Cash he makes a joke that he's going to dress up as Elvis but ends up dressing up as a lady and of course his famous Elvis picture 3000 Miles to Graceland he just he just loves stop. being Elvis doesn't he that movie was so bad. I didn't mind it. I I didn't watch it for years because I'd heard it was so bad. When I finally watched it, I was like, it's kind of cool. Uh, okay. Uh, it was sort of out when everyone was trying to do a Tarantino something. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. It was ultra-violent and stupid. And I liked it. You know what? Kevin Costner is the fun in that. Yeah. I'll give him that. Because he's not fun in much, let's face it. But, <laughs> anyway, back anyway. To- Enough of Kurt Russell and Kevin Costner. Back to the quality acting of Rowdy Roddy Piper. I've got some notes. Please. I will, sh- I will share them, if I can see them. Uh, John Carpenter <laughs> met Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 3 backstage oh. and immediately took a liking to him. And apparently Piper spent like, oh, and we, sorry, we know this, Piper spent time living on the streets as a youth. And uh, Carpenter thought he was perfect to play a lonesome drifter type. So naturally, this collaboration was going to happen. The one thing that I do remember, and I remember Piper talking about this. Piper's gone now, damn it. They're all dead. So annoying. Uh, Roddy Piper said that he told Vince McMahon, I'm going to go make a movie. Retire at WrestleMania 3, remember? Adrian Adonis, Hedge Clippers, all that nonsense. Pretty fun stuff. Available in the archives, guys. Uh... But uh, Piper said, I'm going to go make a movie. And Vince is like, I don't know. Make a movie with us. Well, don't, you know, keep yeah. everyone under control, blah, blah, blah. This 
It's like, yeah, but I'm not making a movie with John Carpenter with you guys. Like, that's not never going to happen again. I have to do this. And so he's quite estranged from the company until, what, summer of 89? His return to SummerSlam, mooning uh, Rick Rude, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> but like, the weird thing about this movie is, is it has two halves. And this is how I took it, because <laughs> it starts out, you've got the drifter and he's homeless. And there are moments where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling this. You know, he can't get a job. They look him up and down. Nah. And then the second half just goes bonkers sci-fi, but yeah. also kind of relative. Yeah. With the whole, I don't know, once he puts those sunglasses on, the movie starts for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that happens, yeah, I guess about halfway through. I could see there's been a cool comic book series or, like, a TV series today would come out. Yeah, right. Like, you know, to tell this sort of story. It's not like a... So ahead of its time. Yeah, and it's not a sci-fi movie in terms of, I don't know, Blast the Aliens, although he does do a fair bit of alien blasting, but... It's more, yeah, it's more that sort of social commentary, you know, talking about... Because obviously, for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, basically, we're all being mind-controlled and brainwashed by uh, the signal that's being pumped out by these aliens that have infiltrated our society and half the people we know and all the people in positions of power are these aliens. There's no way for us to know. And he finds he finds these sunglasses which allow him to see in black and white uh, everything. It's all these subliminal messages on all every billboard, every TV screen. And of course... It's so it's good. Aliens. I love... Yeah. yeah. It's great, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're so right. This would have been a great, like, Black Mirror episode. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. Because it does feel like half an hour too long. If it was, like, just an hour or an hour ten or yeah. something to that effect... It would have packed a bit of punch because once you hit that, he puts the glasses on, he's looking around and what the fuck? And what, obey, marry and reproduce, conform, buy, submit, stay asleep. We feel that people are telling us this all the time. Like today, it could be not more relevant than today. And I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut, but like, yeah, it, there are moments where you do sit there and like, even like the most intelligent people in the world are like, we could be living in a simulation. I'm like, that's what this whole movie is. Yeah, it's the Matrix before the Matrix, and it's, like, the whole, yeah, even the start bit before you've even gotten onto any of the sci-fi stuff, just the homelessness and the working class being screwed over, and, yeah. uh, and the, you know, there's crazy preachers on every corner and stuff. I mean, obviously, it was probably inspired by real-life stuff that was happening at the time as well. It just sort of speaks to that sort of dystopian world that we do fucking live in, uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah. we haven't nothing's we haven't got those sunglasses. Maybe you know, maybe it's an actual documentary. You know, you'd put them on and Trump would be a human. You're like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, this was a bit of a thumb of the nose to the Reagan administration at the time. Well, but I it's mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess you wouldn't make it now because everyone would just be like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Whereas back in the 80, 88, people were. They were like, "Wow, this is cool! What a cool idea, concept!" Whereas now you'd just be like, "Yeah, well, that's what I yeah. thought was anyway." <laughs> yeah, just get over it already. Get over it. Like <laughs> I know, I know. Because let's face it, some days instead of being productive, I sat on the toilet and watched TikTok accidentally half the day. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm not, yeah. not 
not a big TikTok, but it's sneaking into Facebook and it's sneaking into Twitter where whatever you're on, you're looking at dumb people do dumb shit. What am I watching this for? But uh, look, I thought Roddy Piper was really good in this movie. And uh, and of course, uh, Carpenter has his favourites, doesn't he? Like uh, Keith David makes an appearance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How good's their fight? Man, it goes for like 10 minutes. For a 90-minute film, a ninth of the entire movie is just <laughs> his punch on between two mates. Because uh, he doesn't, doesn't he turn up to like give him money? He's like, here you go, he's a month's pay. Uh, that'll yeah. help. He's like, put the fucking glasses on. <laughs> punch on for like it's a Hollywood backlot brawl, is what it is. It so is. It should have been gold dust. <laughs> but you know, but it goes so long that it goes from being violent to funny because it's just going... It, it really, we're almost going to say Sam Raimi territory. Like, we're just beating each other up so much. Like, just stop already, you idiots. Like, yeah, I really liked it. Keith David also pops up in The Thing with Kurt Russell. With Kurt Russell. Uh, but look, and of course, uh, one thing I do want to throw in is uh, when Piper started working with Carpenter, he gave him this book and he went, do you reckon you could use this? And he's like, what is this? And he goes, these are all promos I've written that I haven't used yet right. in the wrestling world. Yeah. Hence, where the whole, you know, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and all yeah. out of bubblegum. That line, though, to be honest, for such an iconic line, it's sort of yeah. understated. And I, as a kid, I heard it more often from, I think Duke Nukem says it in the Duke Nukem game. He's like, I came here to kick ass and chew gum and I'm all out of gum. Yeah. So I had that cool voice yeah. in there. And then when you hear um, Piper say it, because he just walks into the bank and he's just like, oh, shit, what am I doing? And he's like, oh, I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And like, it doesn't say it in a menacing way. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. Like line yet. Uh, the delivery was a bit, mm. Anyway, maybe that's just me. Well, he does say, Mama don't like tattletales. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got? Life's a bitch and she's back in heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Well, oh, and uh, this is the most Piper comment in the whole film where he turns around to one of the old ladies that's an alien because he's got those sunnies on. I love how it's black and white where he's got the sunnies on. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's so schlocky and good in, in a good way, of course. Yeah. And he's like, you look like your head fell in a cheese dip back in 1957. <laughs> he didn't say it in that voice. That was <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. And like, yeah, that whole scene where he's walking around just like, when he's first put the glasses on, he's seeing all these people that are aliens and he's like just giving them all shit, basically. <laughs> really ugly. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but also what's real, what, what I found funny though, by the end where Piper and Keith David find themselves teleported mm. to this different scenario. It turns into a full video game. They are running <laughs> down corridors, just blowing people away. But I'm like, these aliens have never attacked them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all they do is talk into their wristwatches and be like, is that what that? He can see us. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, kill them all. <laughs> so it's always that like bizarro extremist other way too, where you go, this thing is making fun of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well done, guys. That said, and I don't know my name, but it's coming up very shortly. How piercing are the eyes on our uh, main uh, actress in the, fi in the film? believe is her name meg foster yeah 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 Th those are her eyes 
<laughs> real eyes. Um, <laughs> no, but no, but like she, I, I was reading about it today. She had to wear contact lenses to like nullify and dull out those piercing blue eyes because everyone found them too distracting. Apparently, how weird is that? Yeah, I guess that's crazy. But anyway, you know where we're going. Let's head into the end, mate. So we're all well, in trouble. We should mention where she comes into it, like. Basically, where does she come into it? Roddy, doesn't he like hijack a car or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically makes a drive in home when he's trying to escape from after shooting up everyone in the bank. And she thinks he's, you know, he's basically, uh, you know, a bad guy trying to kidnap her or whatever. He just wants to chill out when he gets to her house because he takes the glasses off and they've been messing with his head and he's just like trying to get his breath back and stuff. And then seems everything seems to have calmed down. And then she just smashes him over the back of the head with like a bottle and then chucks it out the window and gets flying down this huge cliff. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> but I do like the end where like, oh, and of course. Oh, dear. I've lost you, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, I can hear you. I can hear you, though. Yeah, all good. We're still recording. All yeah. good. Well, I, you couldn't see me anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Conform, Case. So, uh, but the end of this film is like after, you know, we blow everyone up in, in the corridors. I mean, it's turning into Commando. Yeah. But it turns out as he runs up to destroy and get rid of the transmitter, boop, 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 boop. Keith David gets his head blown off. We almost yeah. see it on camera, don't we? By uh, the lady, uh, Holly Thompson. Been working with them the whole time. No! And so, like all romantic comedies, Piper shoots her, shoots the transmitter, gives the UFO the finger, and then all of a sudden we cut to all these amusing little scenarios like almost tim burton style like hello we're on the news and everyone's like ah, ah. <laughs> yeah like, all, all of a sudden everyone can see that all, who the aliens are that's yeah. right <laughs> it's so stupid and it ends with that woman in bed and the guys she looks down and he's like whoa what's wrong babe and it's like this hideous alien creature and you're like that's the end of my john carter movie credits go up and you're like oh okay <laughs> so good it's so good it's perfect i mean it would never you couldn't make that movie today like that it would have to be different you could have the same subject matter yeah you certainly wouldn't have a 10 minute fight scene between the two <laughs> the main character and his best buddy oh it's so funny though what's your favorite john carpenter movie Pro oh i mean i love halloween yeah it's the best also love the thing so the thing's pretty good. Uh, Halloween, I think, has got that rewatchability. To yeah, it. I mean, I've watched it a million times. I've, I mean, I've seen the thing a bunch of times too. Uh, I don't know. I love the atmosphere of the thing, and particularly like, oh, when it gets really hot, it's a great movie to chuck the aircon on and watch the thing. Yes. So you're in, you pretend you're in fucking Antarctica. You know what? That uh, Titanic's quite good. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Another one that's great to watch on a 45 stinking degree day in Melbourne is The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so good because I put that, I was like four degrees cooler by the end of it. I'm like, yeah. I, think I watched that in the cinema on a really hot day. Oh, Escape from New York, obviously. I've never seen 
John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13, but I did like the remake of that. So The remake's way slicker, and um, it's got some of my little favourite actors in it. Like, I like Maria Bello, and I like... Uh, oh, what's his name? Brian Dennehy's in it. Yeah. Turns out to be the villain. But the original is brutal. Yeah, right. It's well, that on your list. It's got, like, uh, proper... Oh, I- Sorry. Proper bad guys. No, I was just just saying, it's got proper... You know when villains do stuff where you go, well, that's not nice. I don't think I like that guy. You know, it's a uh, um, uh, Carpenter movie that I watch most Halloweens in, in the Mouth of Madness. Love it. Mm. Sam Neill. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. Not Ghost of Mars? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not high on my list. No, that's... <laughs> Last movie he made, Ghost of Mars. Fair enough. <laughs> he did Escape from LA, Vampires, and then Ghost of Mars. What a what a triple. Yeah, have you seen Vampires with James Woods? <laughs> it's because after Dusk Till Dawn, that sort of set the precedent yeah. of what I wanted in a, that type of movie, and just everything after that was like, uh, what was that? Um, was that movie? Was it Twenty Days a Night or something? Days of Night. That that was an okay I, vampire movie. What, what is it, sorry? 30 days of night. 30 times? <laughs> 10 days shy. But yeah, that was good too, but not a John Carpenter yeah. film. No. But everybody, um, we we implore that you should watch They Live. John Carpenter's They Live. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. Because Do it. When, it, when it comes to a wrestler being in a film, mind you, uh, John Cena in the Suicide Squad movie was kind of good. Oh, Really? Yeah, 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 give that a look. The the remake, the not remake, the sort of the redo, different one. Yeah, okay, I only saw the first one. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this the best acting from a <laughs> WWE star in a movie? Oh, I guess Batista pulled off some pretty good, pretty good acting. Uh, a couple of movies. Yes, yeah, so Stuber springs to mind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, what do you mean? Do you mean like Guardians of the Galaxy or well, maybe yeah. the Bond? What's that? Bond um, movies in Blade Runner twenty forty nine is pretty good in. Uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, oh, really? He does seen Blade Runner twenty five. No, no. Uh, I'm one of those. Don't don't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a real big fan of Blade Runner. Oh, well, I won't tell anyone because I'm too embarrassed. Uh, no, Blade <laughs> Runner's great. It's one of the it's one of the few Ridley Scott movies. That and Alien and Gladiator are the only three Ridley Scott movies that are actually any good. You know, he's so highly rated, Ridley Scott, but most of his movies are actually pretty shit. And didn't he do Alexander? Yeah. <laughs> actually, I love Alexander, but um, it's not a good movie. Hey, he did Hannibal, and that's an underrated movie. Yeah, I fell asleep in the cinema watching that one. That, that is an underrated movie. That is such a good rewatch. Mm, I didn't like it on a rewatch, but that was at least 20 years ago, so... Yeah, but, like, have you read the book of Hannibal? But I read the book. I read the book and went, Jesus Christ, how are they going to make a movie of this shit show? And they changed everything that was awful, kept everything that was okay, and went, eh, tweak, tweak, and went, oh, well, well done. So then. Well, yeah. Well, look, all right, you can add that one to your Ridley Scott list, but, you know, his Robin Hood. Have? No good. His uh, King Arthur movie. Did he do a King Arthur movie? Oh, I haven't seen any of these. In heaven, uh, I don't mind that. Not a great movie. Heaps of movies <laughs> that you think, oh man, Ridley Scott, such a classic director. But really, outside of Alien and Blade Runner, and I like Gladiator a lot, but outside of those, 
Nah, he sucks. <laughs> Why are we talking about Ridley Scott? John Carpenter, however, <laughs> <laughs> has made more John... good movies than Ridley Scott. Yet, where is the praise for John Carpenter? That's what I want to know. Anyway. What, what I love about John Carpenter movies, and I'll end it with this, yeah. is that all of John Carpenter's movies slow burn you for like 40 minutes. Yeah. And, yeah. and then go, and now here's your shit show. <laughs> Where it's like everything, yeah, like, and that's one thing that is consistent between the like Halloween, the thing, and the, you've got to sit there with the characters for a while going, yeah, okay. No, and I think that's a lost art. That doesn't happen anymore. Everyone's got ADHD these days. Except for Ridley Scott, who only makes movies that are three hours long. Anyway, um, <laughs> on that note, it's been lovely. Uh, have we got? Have we got a? I guess we're going to have to do a Royal Rumble next. What have we got left on the bloody Rumbles? Ooh, oh, on the Royal, I think we're up to Royal Rumble nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight already. I believe we, so. We haven't done that one. I don't think so. All right. Well, well you know what? If, if you want to play it safe, mm -hmm. I'm more than happy to do 99, and then we can check and see if there's a little hole in there. Because 99, from memory, we are trying. It's late. It's getting late and dark. But I'm pretty sure the 99 one is the one that Mr. McMahon features in. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's do that. Royal Rumble 1999 coming up eventually. Until then, this has been Lennon Cases Royal Rumble. You have a pleasant evening. <laughs> I'm glad you said it for me. <laughs> <laughs>